Teeny friends, welcome in. You're listening to Java Chatter, a Star Wars podcast made for those that love the series and newcomers that want a guide to know more. New episodes drop early every Thursday morning. I am one of your hosts, Jeffers, the Middle Ground fan, and with me are a couple of co-hosts today. First one up is Nerdy, the lover of all things Star Wars. Kenobi! (laughs) (laughs) Claudia, the Star Wars newbie. I don't know how to follow that, but hi! Yeah, and uh, no Clarus today because we are actually not talking about Clone Wars today. We we had a change of plans. Uh, Apologies if you're expecting that today. We will wrap the last season up of Clone Wars very soon. The the last episodes of season one. Season one, yeah, sorry. (laughs) We have a long way to go. Yeah, we got a long ways to go. Uh, So yeah, we're talking about that instead. We are talking about Kenobi and what Mm -hmm. we think might show up. And let's face it, uh, not only is it very soon... But we have one third of the season, the one third of the show, because I should say season, it's a show. One third of it shows up on Friday while we, the three of us, are at Star Wars Celebration. Which Specific- will be specific- specifically Friday the 27th. Yep, Friday the 27th. So yeah. for most people, it's no problem. You're probably excited. You get to see two episodes. Boom, boom. You're like, I get to see a lot. And then Nerdy, myself, and Claudia are not only going to the convention, but... We are freaking out because it it drops Thursday at midnight or you know Friday technically, and then we gotta watch basically I would assume almost two hours plus, and then otherwise we're gonna get we're gonna get spoiled for when we go to the convention. So I don't know about that, right? Because well, I, the, you are right. Like we have to watch it, otherwise we'll get spoiled at the convention. But mm. I, I don't know if it'll be two hours, just based on how the other Disney Plus shows seem to be running. I, I think the length could easily vary. Yeah, it could. Um, it could. But I think that uh, I think that everyone going to celebration is hoping that they are two excellent episodes that are maybe a little bit shorter, so we can get a good <laughs> night's sleep in before. It's just a shame, honestly, because usually, like the first night of con parties are pretty wild, and I feel like everyone's going to be avoiding a wild party that night because you know you're going to want to go home, be in bed at midnight with Disney Plus open. Or uh, or maybe, you know, there might be some watch parties going on. There might be groups of people, you know, tuning in together. So that that could also be fun. But yeah, it might uh, be the, the watch party. That might be the move, honestly. It, it's yeah. funny because it, it makes me think of when Jeffers and I were in Anaheim last going to Disneyland. It was when Witcher was out. And so we would come home from Disneyland and we would go watch an episode or two of yeah well, of the witcher well because we walked like thirty thousand steps yeah. that day our feet hurt so bad and yeah. we're like and what like an hour earlier or whatever after like the first couple of days yeah also i was really sick the last day we were there and we got home super early and just watched the rest of it so <laughs> yeah it's gonna be weird to start out the con that way kind of like nerdy said like you know it we're kind of be like right in the beginning of the excitement and then boom we're gonna be like well we got to turn in a little early because we got to watch mm-hmm. this also i gotta hope that our hotel has good enough wi-fi for us to like be able to you know watch this properly if not well it's it's even a bigger problem than that right because it's it's gonna be good enough the hotels have to have good enough wi-fi that everybody can watch them uh, yeah yeah that's a good <laughs> point everybody in every hotel in anaheim is going to be there for the same reason right that's true. so every every single hotel room in a seven block radius of that convention center is going to be tuning into the same program at the same time and uh, you gotta you gotta hope that disney plus you know has that clean pipeline to anaheim on uh, that weekend because <laughs> here's the thing here here's why it's different than that witcher moment Friday morning, when everybody shows up to that convention center, it's all anybody's going to be talking about. 100%. And so as much as this is going to be Star Wars celebration, this is going to be Obi-Wan Kenobi weekend. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Boba Fett will will be long old news by that point. Oh, yeah. We aren't getting the announcements for Bad Batch season two until Sunday, the very end of the convention. Right. And so the only real thing to talk about is going to be whatever they unveil in the lucasfilm panel on the thursday and then whatever happens thursday night at midnight when obi-wan kenobi drops and that is really going to shape the weekend and i think that what's so fascinating about that is that whether or not celebration is a success this year is going to have nothing to do with what happens at celebration it is going to come down to the sentiment in the convention center following the release of the first two episodes of kenobi yeah no that's really true i yeah i think that's yeah they have yeah. a lot of faith in it then because like you know they were originally well doing on wednesdays right well i i i don't 
They made I, an I, intentional I, move to move it to Friday, right? Right, right, right. But I don't know if like... I mean, I, I would hope if you're going to make a show like this, like you're confident in it. I'm not, it's not saying that means they execute it, but like, yeah, I mean, of course they're confident. In it, and, but it's not so much that it's like this is the perfect place to give it even more of a platform and market it even more. And to take the, you know, huge ravenous fan base that's there at the convention that's super passionate like that for sure is like, I mean, that's part of the reason for the move, I guess. But either way, um, I, th- I think that move to the Friday is more about. Miss Marvel, right? Yeah. I, I think that we've we've yeah. been having this conversation oh. since Disney Plus announced a billion shows at Investor Day two years ago. Exactly. Where it's like, okay, you've announced all this stuff. At what point do they overlap? How can we get new shows on Wednesdays if you're going to have three or four shows? This was coming because, for a while. Yeah. Yeah, because Miss Marvel drops the next week or no, two weeks later on the Wednesday. Yeah. Um, I think it's June seventh. Is Miss Marvel? I think so. Um. We're because of that, we they don't want to have the conversation of Obi-Wan and the conversation of Miss Marvel overlap each other. Nah. And so I think that, that this was their way to deal with that. I also think that, you know, when Disney Plus originally moved the television shows to Wednesdays, it was because they're putting out a lot of Disney Plus original films on Fridays and they were taking a lot of their theatrical fare and they're putting it straight to Disney plus. But now that the movie theaters are more open and there there's more financial success at the movie theaters, you're seeing less and less Disney uh, plus original movies. And so I just think that they're looking at it going, we moved, we moved things off Wednesday because we wanted a place to put our films, but we're not putting our films there anymore. So why are we leaving this Friday space open? Everybody else is putting their streaming shows up on Thursdays. Paramount has Halo up on Thursdays. Uh, I guess in, in the States, Paramount also has Strange New Worlds, the new Star Trek show on Thursdays. Yep, we yep. Just saw it. There's nobody really on the Friday slot except for Netflix, but they're a binge model anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yep. I, I think it was a, I think it made sense. Yeah, it does. So let's just uh, go ahead and jump into it, really, because if and if you're wondering, if you if you want to see, Claude and I have reacted to both the Kenobi trailers, which the second one is the first one's the teaser and the second one's the official one. But to be fair, the official one is about the length of the teaser almost. So it's kind of interesting to combined. They make one full trailer, in my opinion, they make one full trailer. Uh, and I guess what do we expect to see? What do we expect to see in the whole show? What do we expect to see in the first couple of episodes, which is, again, a third of the show? It's only six episodes. Yeah. What do we what do we think we're going to see? And we're going to have different opinions here because Claudia hasn't seen all the way through Clone Wars. You know, Nerdy yeah. and I have. Uh, Nerdy and I have all seen through Rebels. We've seen, we just have a lot of background information, I think, compared to Claudia. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see. So maybe we should start with you, Claudia, a little bit. You don't have to say everything that's on your mind or just just give me like one thing that you think that you're kind of expecting to see or you think you might see. Just a guess. Well, I'm curious to see if we're going to, from the, you know, the game that we played for Jedi Fallen Order, it looks similar. We even talked this about the trailer reaction with the head. Inquisitor. Inquisitor. Yeah. She looks similar to the one that's in the game. I'm wondering if it's one in the same or not, um, just because I don't know that much about Inquisitors in general, uh, but that would be a fun tie in, but. That's more of a hope than a, a guarantee, I That's think. That's fine. How, how much Jedi Fallen Order have you played? I watched the entire game with yeah. him. Yeah, she was with me the whole way. Okay. Yeah, I know. I don't really want to spoil the game for anybody that's listening. If she, if she had brought this up, I would have, I would have explained it to her. It's okay. Um, <laughs> uh, how do I say? How do I, I, I dance? Don't, how do I'm I gonna, dance? I'm gonna predict. I'm just gonna openly predict. Don't think that Inquisitor is gonna show up. Yeah. In that's Kenobi. fair. Yeah, that's that's. I feel comfortable in that prediction. I do as well. I actually, I will say, um, I, I don't think anyone from Jedi Fallen Order will appear in this. I think no. that right now until respawn decides what they want jedi fallen order 2 to be um they're gonna stay clear don't yeah i I think they're gonna let that be its own world until because they've only just started work on jedi fallen order 2 i feel like give give them the runway that they need to take off and land that ship and i I don't think we'll see crossover there i think we're more likely going to see crossover with uh the clone wars stuff um and with with stuff that dave filoni is more in control of from a story perspective rather than respawn which was given kind of you know pretty uh, a pretty wide um area to work within and uh i'm very excited to see what they do with jedi fallen order 2 but i you know it it, that game takes place five years before the series is going to take place Mm, and i i think that makes a lot more sense i thought this was no i think that's no i think it's a good question you asked because like again like anybody who's like 
misinterpreting timelines or maybe has the same question you do. Because it's 30 years, right? In between New Hope and... and it's 19 years. 19, 19. years. Because we know that because basically well, Anakin's, Anakin's... I mean, Anakin. Uh, Luke's born. And then when they find him on Tatooine, he's 18 yeah. or 19. So we know it's 18, 19 yeah. years okay. later, basically. Uh, so, so yeah. yeah. Not that Inquisitor. Got it. No. Got it. Um, yeah. The, I mean, here, here, the, the other reason why I just don't think they're going to reference... Jedi Fallen Order is mostly mostly because of the plot, right? I, I think that Obi-Wan Kenobi is not going to deal with Obi-Wan running into an attempt at rebuilding the Jedi Order. That that doesn't seem, just, just from a, a thematic perspective, like something that would be relevant to Kenobi's story. I think that it is important at the end of this series that Kenobi sees Luke as the only hope for the future. Mm-hmm. and sees him as the future of the Jedi order. And I think that if he like met Cal and, and Cal was like, Hey, we're, we're going to try and rebuild the Jedi order. You'd be like, uh, Obi-Wan would kind of have to help with that. Right. I think that yeah. it no. would behoove him as a character to kind of get involved. I never thought Cal, I more was like, that looks really similar to the one that was in the game, like the, the inquisitor. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, mm-hmm. that actress looked very similar to the, to the remake there, but yeah, no, that makes sense with the, uh, context and timeline timelines for star wars definitely confuse me yeah so mm-hmm. given what we've kind of seen in the trailers i i would and, and this is obviously maybe maybe this is probably obvious to most is this is a, a lot of this is going to deal with probably obi-wan facing his failures and i i think a big part of that like a big you know opening part of that was uncle owen with the uh the big dig the big dig at Obi-Wan right there and I think it's gonna be interesting that we'll see those two clash because you know obviously we know in New Hope they're not they don't they're not best buddies they, they don't they don't get along they clearly argue or have argued in the past about Luke's future and they mm-hmm. both want completely different things for him and at some point I feel like Owen probably said like you're just not to see him like I, I feel like that's probably or at least like they just keep he just keeps him at a distance at an arm's length on purpose but I don't know. I, for, for me, I guess one of the prompting questions I have is, and I think this is on everyone's mind, and also I'll just ask both of you is, does Obi-Wan actually face-to-face see Darth Vader, or is Darth Vader just a looming presence throughout the show? Because I've seen different opinions online, and that's, and that's great. I think, I think mm-hmm. we're all just speculating and guessing. And some people seem to think very much like, nah, they're not gonna, they're not gonna come face face. We're gonna see Darth Vader, but they are not going to meet. While others very convinced they are going to at some point clash. How much of the like press, like, are you guys comfortable being spoiled by things that have been released officially by Lucasfilm? I guess that's more yeah. of a question for people listening. So like a, a heads up, I guess. Here's the thing, like. They're they're gonna have a lightsaber fight in the show. Hmm. I agree. There are still people on the internet convinced that like that's not gonna happen. I one hundred. No, no. Like, like you and you and McGregor has said. Yeah. In an, in in a featurette released by Disney that they're gonna have a lightsaber fight. Like we're going to clash blades again. Like I I don't think they could be any more oblique about the fact <laughs> that. I, I don't. I can't even remember what his official quote was, but he was like, "It was so exciting to have Hayden back, so we could clash blades again." I love and that. so I just. I love that. I, if they if he said that and then they were to not do that, that yeah. would be super weird. I also, for um, me, like you know, just knowing him in New Hope, it's like he had to believe that Obi Wan was dead. So I kind of assumed it had to be at his own hands that he like believed that. Well, it, okay, he doesn't he, need to believe that. He doesn't. So the line, so the line was when he feels Obi Wan's presence. He he says, "I haven't felt that presence since," and he trails off. He never mm-hmm. says when that is. Doesn't yeah. mean that the last time he saw him was when he, you know, cut off his arms and legs or and left him on Mustafar. It could very well mean they have met since. So, like in terms of canon, like yeah. they're they're able to skirt around that because like that because of that trail off sentence, we don't really know when they last saw each other. But also, there's the, there's the other lines. Um, there, there's a line where uh, Vader says to Luke, "Obi Wan once thought as you did," and the 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 concept of that line was that Vader is saying to Luke that Obi Wan once thought that I could be turned from the darkness. Yeah, and a lot of people take that to mean the moment in Revenge of the Sith where he's 
you know, trying to turn him back from the darkness uh, with Padme. But that could happen at any point, right? There, there's no like fixed end point in their relationship in terms of the last time they saw each other as of yet. I, th- I think we do have the fixed end point in terms of Ahsoka and Vader running into each other um, from Rebels. But I, I think that in terms of our Obi-Wan and Anakin stuff, I, I don't think the truth is there yet. I also think that it is important that in A New Hope, Obi-Wan seems to see Vader and Anakin as different. And there's a, there's a section of the Star Wars fandom that thinks that Vader and Anakin are different people, which is just a very... Wait, I, I wait, don't really, really understand the theory behind wait, that. Wait, really? Um, yeah, I, I don't really get it. <clears throat> it. It's a conversation we can have another time. Yeah, let's have I think another it's a time. longer conversation. I, I've never heard that. That's funny. But in the Mustafar sequence in Revenge of the Sith, unless I'm forgetting a moment, we never really see Anakin be like, I'm Darth Vader now. Uh, and so I, I think that there, there's plenty of room within the, within the holes in the canon where they can have this, whatever this interaction is going to be, and this interaction. I, I think that what's going to happen is this interaction with Anakin is going to be the, you know, we get the moment from uh, Owen in the trailer. Uh, and I think that we're going to have that line lead to the thoughts during the interaction with Vader where Obi-Wan Kenobi realizes that Owen was right. And I think that we're going to see the last time that Owen and Obi-Wan speak in this show. And I think that they will not have... Because A New Hope really sets it up that even Owen is like, oh, Obi-Wan's kind of gone. Like, he's no one's seen him in a while. He's, you know, he's been away. And I think that we're going to see the foundation laid for that sentiment in this show. Okay, yeah. And then to bring back to the point that Nerdy said about, and I think this is very possible, that Obi-Wan goes into this at some point with, I can turn him back. Padme's last Mm -hmm. words to Obi-Wan were, they're still good in him. So I could definitely see that being a thing. Uh, So I think, if anything, she may have been the one that planted that seed because I feel like he probably Mm -hmm. thought it was over once he like cut him down that way. But I feel like Padme, with that desperate plea, may have been like, all right, one last time. Let's try this one last time and see if I can bring him back. Uh, But another question I have, and I think you're right about the Owen thing, too. I think this is, you know, the last time they speak. And this is the big this is the big question that and maybe this other people don't feel this way. For me, here's what the question the question that needs to be answered for the show at the very end. How does somebody who is the most hunted person in the galaxy go from the most hunted person in the galaxy to stays hidden on Tatooine till the New Hope? For me, I I am going to be curious about that. Uh I'm going to be curious cuz like we we know well, we know by the trailers that he is very much clearly being hunted. Like they they, they're using a lot of resources to find Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. And then when we get to New Hope, he has somehow, uh, you know, somehow between then and and then has figured out how to kind of like, you know, go back into the shadows, so to speak. So, I mean, I guess my, my my easy guess is that they just don't find him on Tatooine. They find him when he's out and about somewhere else, I guess. And that's how he does it. I don't know. But I'm just curious to see how this kind of plays out. I think sense. that it's going to be that they come to Tatooine looking for something else. And he nearly gets caught in the crossfire. Yeah. And so in order to lead them off of his, in order to like lead them away from Tatooine, he's going to go cause an Obi-Wan Kenobi ruckus right. elsewhere in the galaxy. Mainly to lead him away and, from Luke, I bet. Um, I See, they not, can't be looking for Luke. Right. It is really important that the Inquisitors are not looking for Luke. Of course. Because, I meant more um, just come upon a force sensitive on accident. Uh... Yeah, I, I still if that were Luke, it would be it would defeat a lot of the purpose of it. It, it, I, it would be a very confused timeline if they were to find Luke there. Agreed. Because yeah, no, I don't think that would mean that. I'm just saying that's that, part that of his motivation just, of leaving is both is both leave the trail away from himself and away from like where he's, you know, the most important person to him is in the galaxy. Oh, of, for sure. I, yeah. He's definitely leading the he's trying to lead their eyes away from uh, Tatooine so that they never find Luke. Yeah, but that's what I, I don't. Mean. We know that the Inquisitors are going to end up on Tatooine at some point. Yeah, they cannot be there because of Luke. Otherwise, it just no, that's it, not it what becomes I meant. too yeah. many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. other thing. The other thing. Yeah. So, especially because this is six years before, four, five or six years before Rebels, right? And so, you know, a lot of these Inquisitors, not all of the Inquisitors we've seen, but a lot of the Inquisitors in the trailers 
are in that show. And so we know that they survive at least through this. So Kenobi yeah. can't like cut all the Inquisitors down nah. because, nah. you know. Yeah. Do yeah. you think this is this is just like an off one? Do you guys think that we will see Kid Leia? We've seen Kid Luke. Does he make a visit? Does he ever see Leia? Does he ever see um, or even Bail Organa? Does he ever see them at all in this? Any chance at all? Jimmy Smith. Yeah, Jimmy Smith is 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 President Jimmy Smith. Uh, here I we mean, go. Um, here we go again. What? What? No, West no, Wing no, is no, a good no, show. No, I love it. Okay? I love your reaction every time, Jimmy Smith. <laughs> He's the best. I, I I will always take more Jimmy Smiths. I I I would love to meet um Bale, but only if we also get Brea. I, I've I've been waiting for live action oh, yeah. Brea Organa for a while. So I think uh, I would really love that. I would love to uh, see some Brea Organa. I'm I'm really hoping here I'm hoping beyond hope that we get some um Padme somehow. I'm hoping we get a flashback. I'm hoping the big, you know, because they've revealed a lot, right? They've revealed yeah. that Vader is going to have a lightsaber fight. Yep. I feel like these shows like to keep something back. And I think that getting Natalie Portman back, we know she's under the Disney umbrella right now. The Thor Love and Thunder stuff is in full force. Her and Disney have a good relationship. It's true. Get her back for a flashback to Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Padme in the Clone Wars time period. Uh, Natalie Portman has not aged. You don't need, you don't need to age her. <laughs> yeah, she looks, yeah, you don't need deep cuts for that's that. That's true. <laughs> You might need to CGI away some of her biceps right now because um, she's jacked She'd be for ripped. Thor. Yep. Yeah, but um, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that it's it's going to be interesting. I, yeah. What do you think, Claudia? I don't think that Leia and Organa, because especially if they're trying to like lead away from Luke, I don't see him doing that. That'd be great. But I just I, I just want to see Alderaan before it gets blown up. It's such a pretty planet. We get a little view of it in Revenge of the Sith. I'm like, what a gorgeous planet. It's going to be blown up. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I don't think, think, don't I don't think so. Later. I think it like completely defeats the purpose of, you know, what he's trying to do and protect. No, you know? I know. It's just one of his very few contexts left in the galaxy, but you make a good point. It's it's unlikely if he's trying to lead them away from Tatooine and Luke, etc., then probably unlikely to go there. I'm curious if he is going to interact with Ahsoka, though, just especially since we finally Ooh. were introduced to her. And, you know, we've seen even in the first, you know, series or not series uh, season of Clone Wars, like mm -hmm. she's in it all the time. She right. talks to him all the time. Like they definitely have a relationship outside of, you know, her and Anakin. So like seeing them meet up would be pretty interesting. And also I know we're going to get the show from her, but. I would be curious to know if she shows up at all, especially since we've already been introduced in Book of Boba. Okay, so let's so let's before, go. before we move off Leia, yeah, I yeah. just want to say I think that if if he's being chased, it doesn't make sense for him to go see Leia. Agreed. But if he goes to see Leia because he wants to check in and make sure that there isn't something going on there, so I, I could see it happening. So before he gets chased, then it's maybe brief. Yeah, yeah. Cool I could see that. him checking in with Bale and like um they have a young actress playing Leia in like the background. Yeah. And we get like Jimmy Smith's and Ewan McGregor having a cup of tea while Leia plays on like an Alderanian um, kids playground or something like that. I'm here for that. OK, so Nerdy mentioned a flashback, and that is one thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, and I think that's a mm -hmm. lot of circulation, like on the talks as well as that. Like, are we going to see a Clone Wars level flashback where we're not just seeing we're not just seeing Vader? We're seeing like Anakin. We're seeing, you know, like Nerdy Nation. Padme, which which uh, that'd be great. I would love that. And I think that's very possible. She still looks great. Uh, but I would also love to really see like, you know, uh, we've 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 <sighs> Clone Wars and Rebels have been a, a great and animation and like but like in Clone Wars specifically, we have Anakin and Obi-Wan so much interaction and like Hayden Christian actually mentions that he went and binged like all of Clone Wars before he did this. So yeah. To get into the mindset. So as part of that really says to me that I really do believe there could very much be a flashback where we see these two live action Clone Wars, which I think would be awesome. Even if it's brief, like that would be amazing. Yeah, I was at oh, I was at my bookstore today. Um, oh, yeah. To get ready for celebration. I got some required reading. Yeah. Um, so I picked up some Star Wars books. Holy. Um. And this one came out today. This is the Brotherhood. Yep, I have it. You know when we recorded this now, Internet. Uh, Brotherhood, look at that. Anakin, Obi-Wan in the Clone Wars. Important. But also recently, the final in the Padme trilogy. We got Queen's Hope. We yeah. got this final book. Oh. I think we've been getting a lot of Padme lately. 
I think that E.K. Johnson was given Padme for a reason. I think she's showing up. I think we're going back to the Clone Wars. Oh, I'd love that. I, I don't think Ahsoka will be there. Okay. I think that you think we are going to her show. No, I think it's because if we flash back to the Clone Wars, it is going to be in a moment when Anakin is not yet Darth Vader. Yeah. But like very much on the path to that. Okay. And um, I'm going to be careful about how I say this because Claudia has not seen the end of Clone Wars yet. But it is going to be after the storyline with Ahsoka, the big one. It is going to be after that moment, but before uh, Revenge of the Sith. And it's going to, if we get a flashback, it'll be right in that, nearing the end of the war period. Yep. Um, And so I I think, because I think that if we do get a flashback, there has to be an emotional reason, right? Yeah. And I think that if we get it, it is going to flashback to the final moment when obi-wan and padme could have turned anakin around before revenge of the sith okay and i think that it's gonna hurt i think that if we get that flashback in the moment for the characters it won't seem like it's that moment but i think that as the audience you'll know that it's that moment and i think it's gonna be like the end of episode five it's gonna hit like a freight train yeah and I think I can't wait for it to break me. <laughs> I can't wait for it to break me. And I think it might be, you know, what we were talking about before is like, you know, Obi-Wan said he could turn me in the past. Maybe he like brings back this moment of like, you know, you could have had a different path. You could have done this. We, you mm-hmm. know, reflected on that. And it and we see that piece and there's no coming back from where he's at is what he believes. Here's. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I, I think you guys are right. I, I definitely see that moment happening. And I think, like Nerdy said, I think it's going to be very heartbreaking because we will be like, no, that was it. That was the opportunity. Like that, it'll just pass them by. Um, I guess to move away from this and to ask another cameo we might see, in Revenge of the Sith, the original plan was to have Ewan McGregor, like Obi-Wan, he was going to see the Force Ghost of Qui-Gon. And mm-hmm. but uh, the actor, uh, he got in a really bad motorcycle accident and he obviously he was OK, but like at the end, he couldn't he couldn't film it. So the question would be, will we see Qui-Gon Force Ghost, even if it's brief in this show at all? Um, I no, I don't think so. In canon, Qui-Gon can't physically manifest as a Force Ghost. But he can talk. I, I might be getting this wrong, but I, I think that Qui-Gon got like halfway there because Qui-Gon is the one who come who discovers the ability to become a Force ghost in canon, right? I thought he was the and first so, one. I thought, I thought I remember the Clone Wars episode where he was actually physically, like he was talking to Yoda, but I thought he... He talks to Yoda, but I don't yeah. remember him ever okay. physically appearing. Fine, how about just the voice then? Do you think we'll even get that, I guess? I Well, see, the, I think that the the movie leaves off with Yoda being like, I have one last thing for you to learn, right? Right. I think that this show will have to at some point address that. I, I think yeah. that it is, you know, when we see uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi show up in uh, A New Hope, he is a Jedi master. He is completely settled. He has accomplished all of his trials and tribulations, right? Yep. And I think that this is his last trial. This is his last Jedi trial. And... I think that this show, I, I don't think we're getting a season two. So no. I think that Joe is going to be the only chance to show him fully mature into his final form. Yeah. Uh, as the Dragon Ball Z would say. And so <laughs> I, I think that we'll get, I think we'll get that addressed. I don't think that Liam Neeson will necessarily show up for that. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. His voice, but yeah. But we will, we'll you think we'll talk to Yoda though? Because of, he has to learn that last thing. No, no, he talks I think about we'll it. talk to Qui-Gon. Yoda tells him about the Revenge of the Sith. Oh, uh, okay. That, then yeah. that thing that he's telling about, Qui-Gon is the one that actually taught Yoda or helped teach Yoda. Uh, so, yeah. I, I would I, love to go to Dagobah, though. I would love if Obi-Wan just, like, goes to Dagobah for an episode. I'm going to hide out here and just, you know, have a drink with Yoda, and I'll, I'll leave when I feel but, like it. But I only want it if Yoda, like, approaches him like he approaches you, you, uh, Luke in Empire Strikes Back and he <laughs> pretends that he isn't Yoda yeah. and everyone just saying there being like I know like we know each other you what are you doing we've been together for we've knew each other for years Yoda? Hmm. who is Yoda and he's like you're you're Yoda shut up what are you <laughs> what is this I would love that interaction uh yeah I think everybody's right I, I think in general like there's almost no way we get a season two so it is going mm-hmm. to break me when this will officially and almost definitely be the last time we most likely see like Obi Wan, like Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen together as Obi Wan and Anakin, or you know, Darth Vader and Obi Wan. I think it's, 
I, I think it's it's really like I mean Hayden's supposed to be on Ahsoka in some capacity, but I, I feel it most likely unlikely that Ewan will be there too. So I think this is gonna be the last time. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna be really sad. I can sugarcoat it. Be very sad. It's gonna break me. I don't know. I could see if if Anakin shows up as a Force ghost on Ahsoka. I could see them doing like I a force that. threesome. You know what I mean? Not like sexually, but like <laughs> like Obi Wan and Anakin, maybe even Yoda. Like honestly, just get the like menagerie from the end of uh, Return of the Jedi uh, to come back for a little force uh, trio of ghosts with helping Ahsoka with something. Yeah, whatever uh, the plot of that show ends up being. I feel like Ahsoka is definitely. I, I guess I saw Ahsoka when I heard Hayden be there for that. I thought it'd be more of a flashback for that for me, but that's possible. And I would actually love that if it was Force Ghosts. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: like, we know Anakin is a Force Ghost, right? Like, we've yeah. and we, yeah, we we've even seen Hayden Christensen because of the special editions. Yep. Um, yep. We which have. I've always found very odd, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It it'll be interesting. They started production yesterday on Ahsoka, so. That's exciting. I hope it yeah. goes smoothly, and that show is good. Yeah, yes, yeah. I like her a little your, bit. I mean, it's your favorite character in Star Wars. Yeah, her and Obi Wan. It's it's really tied between the two of them. It's tough. It, it bounces back and forth every day. <laughs> Depends <laughs> on the series, and then her series for you. N- no, no. Here's <laughs> I'm a- not one of those people where like something else comes out and it like ruins the past for me. Okay. I'm I you can't the the stuff are the stuff that exists already exists right and but like I, I have my build, relationship right? with it especially since yeah, you're doing your panel on it like that could help your Obi-Wan get a leg up on Ahsoka for this uh for the near term nerdy's doing a panel That's I'm it. doing a plug. panel yep little pan a little plug Thursday 3 30 at celebration oops uh that read this book and come to my panel about it brother uh, Darth Chaco the TikTok creator is going to be Clarissa and I special guest for that it's gonna be super fun Woo-woo. Um, I I don't develop new favorites anymore. <laughs> Weirdly, I feel like um, in, in new things that I experience, I do. But when it comes to stuff that I experienced when I was younger, I feel like my nostalgia glasses are really strong. And so my love for Obi-Wan and Ahsoka is kind of set in okay. a weird way. Um, it, it trumps like, you know, nothing in Mandalorian comes close, but it's because I was older when Mandalorian came out. And I, you know, it, it my relationship with pop culture has changed partially because my job now is to talk about it. Right. And yeah. so it's when you mix work and pleasure in that way, it can dilute the pleasure, but also improve the work. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like, you know, Aquaman is my favorite superhero because he was my favorite superhero when I was six. And despite the fact that I don't think that Aquaman has necessarily always had the best stories. He's still my favorite superhero, you know? <laughs> I get it. That's fair. My, 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 the keychain on my uh, keys is still the Aquaman logo. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I don't know. It's weird. Nostalgia is a weird drug, and I just happen to be addicted to it. That's fine. There's really nothing wrong with nostalgia. I mean, it is not harmful in any way. So if that's... I mean, that's the entire basis of this series, is it not? Like, this is... Oh, it's definitely playing st- off that, yeah, for sure. It's yeah, it's the story that everybody wanted to know more about, and, you know, mm-hmm. so many of... Yeah, I mean, they've gotten it a lot, lot later. Yeah, and there were a lot of years between, you know, obviously Obi Wan at Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, and but to be honest, I never thought I'd get this. Like, if you had asked me when I, even five, ten years after I saw Revenge of the Sith or whatever, I would be like, "Nah, you're crazy. That didn't happen." <laughs> but I mean, I couldn't. I'm over the moon for it. I can't wait. Like, yeah, I hope it's good. But either way, I think I'm just excited to see more of my boy Ian McGregor play Obi Wan. It's really that simple. And Hayden. I th- I think for me, like the production of this movie, uh, this uh, first it was a movie, right? We, we were promised the Obi-Wan Kenobi movie over and over and over again. And I feel like it's it's gotten to the point now where I'm not even like. I'm not surprised that this is coming, right? No, We've no been, not anymore. The, the Star Wars community has been talking about this for so long, so long that I'm just re- I'm just ready for it to come out so that it will have actually happened. Because yep. there's a part of me still because there's a part of me where I'm like, no, they're gonna say next week that it that it's a joke. April, you're 3. so skeptical. Well, it's just yeah, it's just the the rug the rug on the Obi Wan Kenobi project has been pulled like three too many times, and so at this point, you know, it's kind of like New Mutants. When it finally came out, I was like, oh wow, I that thing <laughs> it happened. I've been waiting for this, so I, I'm kind of there with Obi Wan Kenobi. I'm I'm ready for it. I'm excited for it, but yeah. I'm um. I'm not surprised. I'm not like, oh, an Obi Wan Kenobi series. I'm like, yeah, you guys have been Lucasfilm has been like dangling this carrot in front of me since I was 
you know, since a week after Revenge of the Sith came out, I'm 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 just happy about it. Yeah. All right. Well, any other? Do you have any other thoughts, predictions, desires? I have questions. Okay. No, that works too. Who? Who do you guys think Kumail Nanjiani's playing? Man, I I even saw him briefly in the trailer, and I still I was I've been racking my brain ever since trying to figure that out. Do you know who he's talking about? It's no. the comedian. Was a comedian. He was in Eternals as well. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He got super buff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I was staring at his character for that whole what a second and a half he was in it. The trailer, three the, frames. Yeah, 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 three frames. And I was like, wow, I really don't know any more about what you're doing, and I am very curious. And there are another number of actors actually that I'm still curious about that they've announced mm-hmm. for this show. That I'm like, you weren't in the trailer. What? What? What was? What are you? What are you doing? What? Who's? Who's doing what? What's happening? Like, I need to know something. Yeah, a big one for me is O'Shea Jackson Jr. Um, who's uh, Ice Cube's son oh. and played him in uh, um, Straight Outta Compton, the the biopic about his dad. Oh, and, yeah, that movie did really uh, well. NWA. It's fantastic. I think Straight Outta Compton, um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a little bit of like the, the band or the, the, the group was involved. And so it is a, a kinder portrayal of, I think, some of the events that happened then maybe if uh, they hadn't been involved and the it was allowed to be a little bit more truthful to the to the past. Um, but I, I think I think it had less of that than something like the Queen biopic. We will rock you. Or was that what, what was the one with Freddie or with? Um, oh, I, yeah, I know what you're talking about the biopic. Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that movie to me really, really struggled with the band's involvement. I think straight out of Compton. Um, you felt that a little bit. They, they were a little nicer than I think was realistic, but uh, I think the movie was fantastic. And I thought that O'Shea Jackson Jr., his performance as his own father, which I guess if you're going to know a character, you should probably know your father pretty well, um, was really, really fantastic. And so after seeing his performance in that movie, I'm so curious about what he's going to bring to Star Wars. And I'm, I'm just really excited for him. But I don't think we've seen him in any of the trailers so far. And so I'm, I'm just so he's one of those guys who I'm like, He's like an Oscar level talent, in my opinion. Yeah. What is he going to bring to Star Wars? Yeah, I think I think the one I'm curious about is, and maybe they did show him, but I if they did, he was in makeup to the point where I didn't recognize him. Is uh, Sung King? He's actually originally from uh, <laughs> Fast and Furious series. Uh, and uh, Sung King is playing. Isn't he playing um, one of the maybe Inquisitors? That's what he's I playing thought. the fifth brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he playing the fifth brother? I thought I had. The yeah, list here he is. I, okay. Um, oh yeah he is he's playing the fifth brother sweet yeah. that'll be interesting but yeah you I'm, have seen him but in a lot of makeup i yeah i'm looking at like the list though of actors like the main people and like we <gasps> wait st- what oh my god i just got spoiled by wikipedia okay well do not do not relay that to us and maybe stop reading that not not like in a big way just in what one of the actors is playing and it relates to yeah i won't say it because it's a spoiler don't go on wikipedia kid. i'm not going to yeah i was gonna say That's like very exciting almost half of these people like they have question marks on mm-hmm. their uh their character like they don't like this this is no. so many like maya or uh, sign is another one she also has a question mark like there's i'm looking at my phone just there's just so many that like we still haven't seen so yeah i'm very yeah, it's gonna be exciting I, I think um, so to answer your question, though, I think he's going to be I think uh, Kumal is going to be uh, um, maybe a mercenary or f- an old like uh, an admirer of the Jedi or something like that. One of the two mm. and helps Obi-Wan in some way or or he could he, he could be neither and just be, you know, somebody within the city that Obi-Wan basically bumps into and like decides to help him not knowing who he is, really. Uh, I, I think he's I think he's a good I think he's one of the, the good guys, so to speak, though, is my opinion. This will be post his glow up, right? When he got like absolutely jacked. So I, I, I think I, I think Kumail Nanjiani as like a Harrison Ford style bounty hunter where he's just like jacked and ready to go. And oh, like works cool. with Obi-Wan would be fun. Um, I also I wonder because, uh, you know, we, we have all these actors. I wonder which one of them is going to play the droid. Because there's gonna be a droid, right? Oh, yeah. We're gonna get there's a new gotta droid. Be a droid. Yeah, of course. We have, we've never even seen anything that hasn't had a droid. That's a good point. No trailer that really showed any type of like central droid figure. Curious, like, because there are already like saying like, hey, there's gonna be brother for Inquisitors and stuff like that. How much is this gonna be centralized around the Inquisitor Squad versus Inquisitor Squad? You know, I Darth think Vader. that Moses. 
I think Moses Ingram is going to be the main antagonist of the show. I think we're going to get Vader in the end. But I think that Moses Ingram's because she's the new character that they created for the show. Right. And I think that, you know, uh, when they brought her in, I think it was to be the main antagonist, partially Mm -hmm. because she's, you know, she's playing the Inquisitor that we don't know the next thing of. Um, Also, I think, you know, she was just nominated for an Emmy for Queen's Gambit. So I don't think that you bring in someone of that caliber um, so hot off of such a huge project yeah. and not kind of give them something to do. She was also yep. just uh, Macduff, the Lady Macduff in um, that tragedy of Macbeth um, movie starring Denzel Washington. So I think like she is a star massively on the rise. And I think that she's going to play the biggest antagonistic part in the show. My, my question is, does she break good at the end of this? Does Obi-Wan Kenobi get to her and turn her back to the light because I she, I could really see that right I could, they've never really shown we we don't really have a lot of stories about the Inquisitors being um, saved from the darkness and I think it would be really interesting to tell a story where Obi Wan saves her but fails Vader again almost like and, a, a, a smidgen of redemption since he couldn't save his battle yeah. I also think if we're going to do a flashback to the Clone Wars and um, Reva, the third sister, if she was a Jedi at that time, it would be really interesting. And also the Grand Inquisitor as well, right? Because he was a Jedi. It would be really fun to get a flashback to the Clone Wars where the Grand Inquisitor and Reva are still Jedi before Order 66, before the fall, before they became Inquisitors. And we get this scene that's about Obi-Wan and Anakin, but like kind of interacts with the uh, Jedi forms of these characters who we then throughout the series see as um, uh, dark side users. Yeah, maybe he even recognizes one or two of them, honestly. Uh, Jedi users, or even if they were like Padawans before they got turned over or something like that. I think that could be interesting if he like actually knew their Jedi master that was like training them. Yeah. he would definitely know he would definitely know um the grand inquisitor right right i'm just Um, curious about um because it's not the grand inquisitor from the one from queen's gambit she is she's the new she's the third sister she's the third sister so i don't know where the third sister kind of comes in do we even know if she was like a jedi fully or was she no that's what he's saying that was the character all of all of the inquisitors were jedi all the inquisitors so they were jedi or padawan or is a mix Oh, still. Uh, it depends on how old they were. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just curious, like, based on her age, if she was Padawan or if she was a Jedi at that point, if it relates over to, you know, the Jedi Master and, hey, maybe the connection that he had or with said Jedi Master. That could be an interesting flashback. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point because, you know, Moses Ingram is it, it, still in her 20s. So she. She would have been, say, if the third sister is the same age as her, she would have been old enough to have just become a Jedi Knight um, around the time of Order 66. So she she would have been definitely not like a a Padawan learner. Like she probably would have been, uh, she wasn't a youngling when Order 66 happened, but she probably would have been either um, approaching uh, the trials or having just completed them. So she, you know, it'll be interesting to see what kind of story they tell around her for sure. Hey, you bring up an interesting point, Claudia. I, that makes me now wonder if we'll actually see in this show a flashback to the Jedi Order, Jedi Temple, essentially. Like, because mm-hmm. we had a very brief one. Um, and I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. We had a very brief one in a very recent uh, <laughs> Star Wars show, and it was very brief. So I wonder if we would have one in this one, whether it be for the Inquisitor or Obi Wan or a combination of the two. So, yeah, that'll be. I think that maybe we'll get some backstory about obviously the Inquisitors, maybe just even the two. Just, I hope so. I hope so. I think that's going to shed a lot of light, especially for people that haven't watched Clone Wars and Rebels, because right. again, I'm not alone in that. That's a pretty yeah. common yeah. state, especially for people coming in on live action, is you know it's true. understanding the fear of the Inquisitors. One, but two, how did they get there? Yeah, how did they get to that point where they're you know they flip from Jedi to that? How did you go from being a part of this temple to now killing? And chasing down everyone that left is left. Every time I've seen or heard about it, it's been a pretty brutal process. So <laughs> it'll be interesting. Well, it, it does bring up, though, that for a lot of people, this will be their first time seeing an Inquisitor, right? Yeah. 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 
I, I, I don't know how the show will deal with that. Cause I feel like they do have to, in some way, introduce the Inquisitorious in a way that very quickly gets everybody up to speed. Yep. But it, that doesn't overtake the show. And, and, and you know, the, the, the whole show doesn't become just about introducing them. Cause I don't think that's the point of the show. And I don't think that, I don't think there's too many more Inquisitor stories to tell. We've kind of, the Jedi Fallen Order will kind of get the last word on that when it comes out, the mm-hmm. sequel. Yep. Because we know where a lot of this ends in Rebels. We know where a lot of this ends um, for a Jedi Fallen Order. You know, there's a couple of Inquisitors in there that end. And uh, there there isn't a lot of canon room left to play with Inquisitors. And so I wonder how this show gets around not being bogged down by the existence of the Inquisitors, but still introducing them to fans who maybe haven't seen the animated shows or played the games, um, which is going to probably be the majority of the people who watch this show, right? Yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't I, know. Yeah. I wouldn't know Inquisitors if I hadn't watched Jedi Fallen Order with them. It's true. So. Yeah. yeah, but I obviously saw Rebels, so I lo- saw a lot of Inquisitor there uh, no. and also Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, I think Nerdy's right. It, it's going to be have to like bring them up to speed, make it make sense. You know, tie up a little bow pretty quick. I think they've done, they've been fairly successful with that with some of the Mandalorian Season 2 stuff. Uh, not all of it, but like the the Dark Saber, for example, I think they actually wrapped that one up in a bow pretty quickly. Even though I know a lot more background information about it, they they got the audience up to speed with what they needed to know. And I think that's all their only goal, real, really. But also the Inquisitors pay, play a bit, pretty big role in this show, clearly. But I, I don't think they need, I don't think the audience, the general audience, I should say, needs to know every little thing about them. So I think they're just right. They're just going to need to bring them up to speed a bit. I will say, this is my bold prediction. Okay. And I'm sorry if this spoils future Star Wars stories. Oh, boy. But I'm going to say it. Uh, if Reva, the third sister, okay. is still an Inquisitor at the end of this show. Okay. And she's still alive, which I don't think she will be. I think she's going to die. Yes. Yeah, um, I think that she's going to die to save Obi-Wan at the end of this. I think he's going to turn her to the good. She's going to die to save him. Okay. Because if she survives, all right, they're going to want to tell the end of her story at some point. And uh, yeah. I don't know how much more time, how much more canon stuff is going to happen in this timeline. Yeah. And so if she survives, I think that she, and she's still an Inquisitor, I think she'll be one of the main antagonists of Andor and that we'll see her die in that show. Because I, I think that. that she she has to be dead before a new hope, yep. or she has to be not an inquisitor and on the run. And yep. So yeah, I think that if we if she survives the show, it will be either to be an because she turned good and she's off running away from Vader, or she's going to be an antagonist in Andor and she'll die there because there there isn't really another option. I don't think they want to leave loose threads before new hope right now star wars has really been like trying to keep everything pretty contained Mm -hmm. and so i I think she's gonna die in the show uh but i think that she'll get some redemption as she does it personally okay i yeah i agree i think she'll die i don't know about the redemption i I do think i think it's very possible i do think that obi-wan thing is very possible because i think it would Mm -hmm. do a good parallel with like he couldn't save Anakin, but he did at least save one person, like one person that went to the mm-hmm. dark side. So I could see that happening. I don't know if it will, but yeah, I'll be shocked if she's left alive either way by the end of this. I will. I, I But if she does, I think Andor is a yeah. good call out. They will want to wrap it up, uh, her her story in some way. But yeah, because Andor, I, I believe Andor is going to take place five years after this. Star Wars time, which would be a year before. It's a lot rebels maybe it's tough all right anything else i feel like we have hit on quite a bit i i mean that's kind of all i i don't know what else to predict honestly yeah no there's not and you know i'm excited for the new droid i want to see what the new droid they're gonna because they gotta introduce a droid you know what i mean what's the new model you know i think i think it's gonna be something something cute and 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 quick you know, like it's got to be able to keep Obi Wan on the run. Element, you know, but they had Grogu and in, in Mandalorian. A little bit know. of comedy factor. Yeah, you know, a little bit of something. Yeah, yeah. I, it's either going to be that, or it's going to be like a gonk droid style, where it's just like big and chungus, but everyone falls in love with it anyway. Of oh, course, yeah, we yeah. haven't had really like you know a gonk droid like interaction a lot. Gonk. So. Well, it's a big part of Bad Batch. The gonk droid yeah, is a big well. part of Bad Batch. So I don't think they'll go specifically for a gonk, but I think that we'll get, you know, it, it, they could do something big and, oh, 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 oh big question. Mm-hmm. Does Dexter Jetster show up? Oh, for love. Uh, what? That, 
That is Obi, like, my boy. I want him so bad. You don't. You have no idea. You, I know. I, I think there's a very low chance that happens, but I wouldn't say it's completely out of the question. Just when mm-hmm. I think of Obi Wan and his limited amount of friends left in the galaxy, I, I don't want to say it's com- it's not impossible. I say it's unlikely, but not impossible. All I know is that he makes an appearance in Brotherhood. Brotherhood is the new novel by Mike Chen coming out today. <laughs> May that's, 10th. that's a good and plug. And if you read this book. You can come to my panel, that was my good. panel at it Star Wars like Celebration. It sounds like a little, uh, like, like commercial in, yeah. in our podcast. Like, also, come te- to the panel. Also, technically, it's you don't an have ad to. for me. Also, technically, <laughs> you don't have to read the book to go to his panel. You can go to his panel no matter what. So No, we will spoil the entire novel. We're oh, going 100%. to talk about everything. I think yeah, some yeah. people just read want, the book. Just want to be like, yeah, tell me. Tell me what it is. Yeah, provided I pass my COVID test and I can get into the country no, oh, I didn't even think about that. Oh, so do you have a time? I know, right? Do you have, do you have a time? Uh, what's the time of the panel again? 3.30 on Thursday, May 26th, the podcast stage. Perfect. Whoop. Wherever yep. that ends up being. Wherever that ends up being, yeah. It'll be me, Claris Polaris, and Darth Chocolate himself um, doing a little panel. It's going to be fun. I'm very excited. I'm very nervous. I'm I'm I, I'm very, um, there's a lot going, I'm busy, y'all. <laughs> oh, we know. I'm still to watch Jamaica in four days. It's like, yeah, the next like, and and then I'm not back in Cal. Oh, we, we'll talk about this off podcast. Okay, but <laughs> I'm not back in Toronto until like the middle of June now. Holy. So, okay. Well, we'll talk about my that life. Just got complicated in a good way. I hope I can't sing like you can. All I'm right, getting paid to act again it's gonna be fun a boy Woo! that's awesome all right let's uh let's, let's wrap ra- let's wrap this friends uh where can we find everybody nerdy go first even though we know where you're gonna be for a you know the pod you know <laughs> on thursday there you go. May 26th at 3 30 p.m the podcast stage i uh, know you can follow uh, me around the internet i okay. have um multiple podcasts you can go listen to uh actually not right now right now there's only one it is the nerdy wordy book club if you like the wheel of time uh definitely come check that out it's really fun we're talking about that book series and we're just getting to the end of book four shadow rising and then if you're a star trek fan i know blasphemy to talk about that on a star wars podcast but if you're a star trek fan and you want to hear me and my wife talk about star trek uh get excited because that first week of july the uh, podcast, which I can't say its name yet because we have to make sure that like co- for copyright reasons, we have the name uh, will launch. So definitely come back to the channel, uh, youtube.com slash nerdy nightly uh, for first week of July for the launch of our Star Trek show. We're very excited to launch that and uh, it's going to be a good time. Sweet. Awesome. Glad you can it. find me on Twitter at I hate clapping seven. <laughs> I'll never get old. I don't think well, I like. I don't know. I, it hasn't. <laughs> I still <laughs> chuckle every time I hear it. So, uh, and I've heard it a bunch of times. Okay. Uh, the good news is, as our show gets dirtier, your job will never fire you because of your Twitter, because like they'll never find it. They're not going to be, you know, when you do when they Google you, it's not like I hate clapping seven will come up. So it's smart. It's smart. True. You have that like level of anonymity. There yeah, I do need that. Yeah. Anyways, you can find me at just Jeffers or just Jeffers Games Twitch, uh, Twitter everywhere really so yeah it's all pretty much the same uh for java chatter you can find us everywhere we are also all across the platforms and we do have a youtube channel where we do reactions and uh coming this summer we will definitely be doing even more stuff i will definitely be putting together more content for the channel as well so uh yeah like subscribe uh follow everywhere and we will hang out yeah come hang out we'll be in star wars celebration as well so if you're there yeah please come say hi that'll be fun that's it thanks for listening everybody we can't wait to see what uh kenobi series brings until next time utini and may the force be with you bye friends